Hi everyone, this is Klaatu, um, and I'm at the Southeast Linux Fest 2011 talking with uh, John Mad Dog Hall. Hey John, how's it going? It's going very well, thank you. Um, so you're giving a talk, uh, the keynote talk this year. What's the, do we have a title for that yet? A hint? I can't remember the actual title, but what the talk is about is making money with free software, but talking about how to create local jobs in doing that. Okay, well actually that... It sounds like it might have actually stemmed from something that you spoke about last year, I think, both at Self and OLF, I think I saw your talk, uh, Project Kawa. Kawa, Okay. Yeah. Um, and this was, I mean, obviously people should hunt this talk down because it would be a lot more clear than us just reiterating it. But um, it, it struck me after I saw your talk that this was almost maybe – sort of the way computing was supposed to be, that uh, rather than having that ubiquitous computer in every home um, where people don't really understand what they're doing maybe or don't really want to manage all this uh, heavy-duty systems stuff, uh, maybe a sort of dumb terminal in every home might be sort of what computing was actually modeled for. Well, it's kind of a super dumb terminal. It gives you the graphics you need. It gives mm. you the processing power you need. It's on all the time so that it can do the things you want it to do, uh, including things like be your telephone, be your TV, be your radio, be an alarm clock, be your security system, things like that. I, f I find that most people that can, can actually use a computer, because, and particularly things that they do every day, the problem is that the things that they don't do every day are the things which really uh, trick them, uh, like things like installing new software or doing backups or getting rid of viruses and spam. These are things that people really don't know how to do and they shouldn't have to do. Now, in large companies, you have systems administrators to do all this type of stuff, but small companies and the average person really can't. They can't afford that. But if you were to share a systems administrator amongst all these people, and each one of these people was to give just a few dollars every month to this person for doing this work, you might be able to find out that, sure, they can sit down, they can browse the web, they can edit simple documents, they can do all the things that they want to do, and not have to worry about the stuff that he can't do. I have to tell you, I mean, after I saw your talk last year, the more I thought about it, the more actually brilliant it sort of like started to sound do you have any status update on on that sort of idea or that project i mean i know it sounded like it had kind of gotten started like when you talked about it last year well we were having problems last year because we wanted to start this project down in brazil the mm -hmm. economics of brazil and the economics of a systems administrator just works out very very nicely in latin america about 83 percent of the people live in an urban environment which means tall office buildings and tall apartment buildings. It's a very dense environment. In the United States, not as many people live in that type of an environment. And the wages for systems administrator tend to be a little bit higher. So we wanted to do this, start this off in Brazil and Latin America. And unfortunately, just about the time we were starting it up, uh, President Lula was coming to the end of his second term, and uh, President Dilma hadn't been elected yet, and everybody just came to a grinding halt. But now Dilma is in. She's following a lot of the same policies that Lula was following. Everything's starting back up again. And in addition, uh, some of the people I've been working with have figured out a way of delivering 
portion of Project Kawa and getting it started. So we're actually going to be launching this in early July at the Feastly Conference in Porto Alegre. That's great. Now, we're not launching the full Project Kawa project because that's really very complex. But we are launching a portion of it, and we're going to be demonstrating to people that a lot of the principles behind Project Kawa actually work, that geeks really can be salespeople. They really can be their own boss. They really can sell these things. And if they start selling them then and proving this concept, then we think that the government and other bodies that would help us do the full Project Kawa would then come in line and continue. So we're going to be, like I said, launching this at a Feastly Conference in Puerto Alegre, July, late June, early July. And we're going to keep going through various conferences in Brazil, extending it each time, doing more training and things like that, building it up, cool. and engaging the community to do this. So we'll be showing the community. They'll be able to follow along step by step to see what's happening. Everything's going to be published. Everything's going to be out in the open. It, it is going to be a community project. It's not going to be the project of some company who wants to do this. It's going to be the community driving it forward. And I and the other people on the board of directors will be guides and will be, will be uh, catalysts to having it happen. But we want this to be a community uh, project. Okay, so it's obviously being centered or it's starting, I guess, in Brazil. Are, do you, in your grand vision, do you even think it's possible to, for it to spread outside of Brazil into, oh, I don't know, North America? Absolutely, and one of the things we're doing of, of, by publishing everything on the, on the server, making it all available, is if people in other geographic regions want to do this, they can at any time. Now, I would recommend to people that they lag behind a little bit because we want to pilot things, we want to test things, we want to change, get them into shape, we want to apply what we learn back again in a, in a, in a redundant type of way, not redundant, but a self, self-healing type of way. But then at a certain period of time, we'll translate everything into Spanish and now we will go up through Latin America and other Spanish-speaking countries. At that point, I think it would be safe for people to say, well, let's make sure it's in German or English or you know, some of the other languages, and let's see where it would be applicable. So, for example, in, in the United States, I could see it very applicable to a large shopping mall where you have a whole bunch of little stores in there. They can't afford their own systems administrator, Let's put a nice, uh, highly available server in there. All the stores now have thin clients as their point-of-sale terminals, their accounting systems, and things like that. You can make uh, an like open ERP available to them. And because open ERP is a very complex package, the systems administrator could offer an additional service of teaching them how to use open ERP or helping them configure open ERP for their services. Yeah. So this is the way that the systems administrator can make even more money by providing these base services to the people in the shopping mall. That's a very cool um, example. So is this, do you see this as being very modular? I mean, so you guys are doing your thing down in Brazil and then someone does decide, hey, I'm the sysadmin or I'm a, I'm a person who can 
bring uh, this kind of model to a shopping mall or to my local neighborhood, and then someone else says, I can do it in my neighborhood. Is it is it something that can happen in little pockets like that and then be... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We call this the hamburger model, where what we're doing is on the server, we will show everybody how to make a hamburger stand or a lemonade stand. You don't need, you don't need to have a, a, a Ph.D., to be able to set up a hamburger stand or, or that. And we'll show people and we'll have documents that people can then take and tailor so that, you know, brochures that they could show to their end-user customers. This is why you should be buying the service. We're also going to have brochures that they could take to the bank and say, this is, this is how this thing works, you know, so that the bank can understand that their loan will be safe. Now, what might take a little bit longer, and one of the things that we have to do in Brazil, is that we want to set up an underwriting service for the banks that are going to be loaning the money for these people to, to create their businesses. Mm-hmm. We want to have an underwriting service so that if any one of the loans is not paid back, the bank doesn't lose any money. One of the reasons why banks don't give out loans or if they give out a loan, the interest rate is very high, is because of the risk factor of the loan. But if you have an underwriting program that assures the bank that they're never going to lose their money, okay. then the bank says, well, you know, the only thing now is do we get more money by lending it to this person or do we get more money by lending it to that person? And if you've lowered the risk considerably, then that means that you you know even though you're paying a lower interest rate you may actually get the loan over a higher interest rate because they have to figure a risk factor into that particular loan so these are things that we want to set up and it's going to take a little bit of time we also want to make sure that all the people that are doing this are at least certified in LPI certification or some certification program because we want to make sure that the people have the knowledge to be able to do this type of work yeah And if they have the knowledge and they've gone out and they've signed up a number of potential customers, then they should be able to approach the bank and say, hi, I'm part of this program. You understand what this program's about. Here's my list of potential customers. Here's my certification. I'm licensed by the government. I I will go out and get insurance bondage to, uh, to make sure that if I screw up somehow, that my customers are covered, yeah. and loan me the money. And the bank will look it all over and see no reason not to lend them the money. And, and we could also have tax incentives from the government to, to help this go forward, to, to say to the bank, you know, we li- we've seen this program, we like it, we think it'll, it'll help. And it'll, it'll, it'll move people from being unemployed to being taxpayers. We're also targeting people who... Not, you know, who are, who are perhaps single parents because they would be able to do this job from their own apartment house. Right. We're targeting people who have physical handicaps, physical challenges, because there's no reason why a person who is in a wheelchair or otherwise, you know, or a blind person, there's no reason why a blind person couldn't do this job. Sure. So we're doing this, and if we set it up right, we believe that this job could be done. Say you have 300 thin clients on your server. The, the base part of the job could probably be done in about 10 hours a week. So yes. that leaves 30 hours a week for people to do other things mm-hmm. like design websites, do simple programming jobs, uh, give classes so that end users can use a computer system better. I mean, 
what do you think about perhaps you know, going down to the basement of your building and once a week having a course that would say, here's how to use OpenOffice better. Here's how to use the web, you know, your web browser better. Yeah. And you pay, you know, the equivalent of five bucks yeah. to attend the course for three or four hours, you know. I mean, those types of things are things that we could offer and we want to offer to make computing better and more efficient. It's great. It's a great idea. I really, I'm really digging it the more I think about it. Where can people find out more information about it? www.projectkawa, P-R-O-J-E-C-T-C-A-U-A dot org. Cool. Right now we're in the process of redoing our website. We were using one CMS system. That was a very good CMS system, but it didn't have all the facilities we really needed. So we're in the process of redoing the website for that, and we probably should, we'll be finished that about the first week of July. Okay. Okay, maybe a little bit earlier. And then once we've done our initial uh, prototype launch, we want to be able to get feedback from people. So what types of things do you like about the prototype? What types of things would you change? And then, you know, what, what do you want to do for version 1.0 of Project Kawa? You know, what types of things you need for home automation, things like mm. that. So it really will be a, a back and forth between the community and and the people who are kind of guiding Project Kawa forward. And we want to have a lot of input from the community as to what they would like. And from my viewpoint, this helps out not only Project Kawa and Latin America, but this helps out Linux itself and free software. Because if you took it to its extreme, we're going to develop about 2 million new servers with about a million and a half systems administrators who are all dealing with free software. We may have about, we may have close to 400 million thin clients that we're talking about that can be manufactured by any number of manufacturing companies. The design will be open. And when you're talking about that many systems, then magically things start to happen, like open device drivers mm -hmm. and open this and open that because the, the companies that make these things will no longer be able to ignore the marketplace. Thank you so much for talking to me, and I'm glad you could make it. Is this your third self in a, in a row, or did you were you not here on the first? I wasn't here on the first one. Okay. I, think I, I think this is my second one. Cool. Well, welcome back, and yeah. I look forward to your keynote tomorrow. Well, and I'm looking forward to your presentation okay. on the video editing. So. Cool. All right. See you there. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. For more information on the show and how to contribute your own shows, visit hackerpublicradio.org.